Hi guys, this is me, Ishita. So, today we'll be reading another chapter of this wonderful book. The name of the book is Matilda. So now, let's not waste time and move further. Chapter 2. Mr. Wormwood, the great car dealer. Matilda's parents owned quite a nice house with three bedrooms upstairs while on the ground floor there was a dining room, a living room and a kitchen. Her father was a dealer in second-hand cars and it seemed he did pretty well at it. Sawdust, he would say proudly, is one of the greatest secrets of my success and it cost me nothing. I get it free from the sawmill. How, what do you use it for? Matilda asked him. Ha! <laughs> a father said. Wouldn't you like to know? I don't see how sawdust can help you to sell second-hand cars, Daddy. That's because you are an arrogant little twit, the father said. His speech was never very delicate, but Matilda was used to it. He also knew that he liked to boast and she would egg him on shamelessly. You must be very clever to find a use for something that costs nothing, she said. I wish I could do it. You couldn't, the father said. You're too stupid. But I don't mind telling young Mike here about it, seeing he'll be joining me in the business one day. Ignoring Matilda, he turned to his son and said, I'm always glad to buy a car when some fool has been crashing the gear so badly they are all worn out and rattle like mad. I get it cheap. Then I do is mix a lot of sawdust with oil in the gearbox and it has run as sweet as a nut. How long will it run like that before it starts rattling again? Matilda asked him. Long enough for the buyer to get a good distance away, says his father, grinning. About a hundred miles? But that's dishonest, daddy, Matilda said. It's cheating. No one ever got rich being honest, the father said. Customers are there to be diddled. Mr. Wormwood was a small, ratty-looking man whose front teeth stuck out underneath a thin, ratty moustache. He liked to wear jackets with large, brightly colored cheeks and he spotted ties that were usually yellow or pale green. Not take mileage, for instance, he went on. Anyone who's buying a second-hand car, the first thing he wants to know, how many miles it's done. Right? Right, the son said. So I buy an old dump that's got about 150,000 miles on the clock. I get it cheap. But when no one is going to buy it with the mileage like that, are they? And these days you can't just take the speedometer out and fiddle the numbers back like you used to do 10 years ago. They fixed it so it's impossible to tamper with it unless you have a Rudy watchmaker or something. So what did I do? I use my brains, lady. That's what I do. How? Young Michelle asked, fascinated. He seemed to have inherited his father's love of crookery. I sit down and say to myself, how can I convert a mileage reading of 150,000 into only 10,000 without taking the speedometer to pieces? Well, if I run to the car backwards for a long time enough, then obviously that would do it. The numbers would click backwards, wouldn't they? But who is going to drive a flaming car in reverse for thousands and thousands of miles? You couldn't do it. Of course you couldn't, young Michelle said. So I scratch my head. The father said, I use my brain.
When you have given a fine brain like I have, you have got to use it. And all of a sudden, the answer hits me. I'll tell you. I've felt exactly that other brilliant fellow must have felt when he discovered penicillin. Eureka! I cried. I've got it. What did you do, Dad? The son asked him. The speedometer, Mr. Wormwood said, is run off a cable that is coupled to one of the front wheels. So first, I disconnect the table where it joins the front wheel. Next, I got one of those high-speed electric drills and I couple to an end of the cable in such a way that when the drill turns, it turns the cable back here. You got me so far? You following me? Yes, Daddy, said Mikhail. These drills run at a tremendous speed, the father said, and so when I switch on the drill, the mileage numbers on the speedo spin backwards at a fantastic rate. I can knock 50,000 miles in a clock in few minutes with my high-speed electric drill. And by the time I finish, the car's only done 10,000 and it's ready for sale. She's almost new, I say to the customer. She's hardly done 10 due. Belong to an old lady who used to work once a week for shopping. Can you really turn the manage back with an electric drill? Young Michael asked. I'm telling you trade secrets, as Files said. So wouldn't you go talking about this to anyone else? You don't want me to jug, do you? I won't tell a soul, the boy said. Do you do this to many cars, Dad? Every single car that comes through my hands gets the treatment, the father said. They all have their mileage cut to 110, though, before they are offered for sale. And to think I invented that all by myself, he added proudly. It's made me immense. Matilda, who was listening closely, said, But Daddy, that's even more astonished than sawdust. It's disgusting. You're cheating people who trust you. If you don't like it, then don't eat the food in this house. The pro the it's bought with the profits. It's dirty money, Matilda said. I hate it. Two red spots appear on the father's cheeks. Who the heck you do you think you are? He shouted. The Archbishop or Canterbury or something preaching to me about honesty. You have just an arrogant little squirt who doesn't have the foggiest idea what you're talking about. Quite right, Harry, the mother said. And to Matilda, she said, you have got a nerve talking to your father like that. Now keep your nasty mouth shut so we can all watch this program in peace. They were in the living room eating their suppers on the knees in front of the telly. The suppers were TV dinners in floppy aluminium containers with separate compartments for stewed meat, the boiled potatoes and peas. Mr. Wormwood sat munching her meal with her eyes glued to the American soap opera on the skin. She was a large woman whose hair was dyed platinum bold except where you could see the mousy brand bits going out of from the roots. She wore heavy makeup and then she from fortunate bulging figures that flesh appears to be strapped in around the body to prevent it from falling out. Mommy, Matilda said, would you mind I ate my supper in the dining room so I could read my book? The father glanced up sharply. I would mind, he snapped. Supper is a family gathering and no one leaves the table till it's over. But we are not at a table anymore. We never are. We are always eating off our knees and watching the tally. What's wrong with watching the tally, may I ask? The father said. His voice was suddenly became soft and dangerous. Matilda didn't trust herself to answer him, so he kept quiet. She could feel the anger boiling up inside her. She knew it was wrong to hate her parents like this, but she was finding it very hard not to do so. All the reading she had done had given her a view of life that had never seen. 
If you would read a little Dicklet, Dickens or Kipling would soon discover that there was more to life than cheating people and watching television. Another thing, she resented being told constantly that she was arrogant and stupid. When she knew it wasn't, the anger inside her went on boiling and boiling. And as she lay in bed that night, she made a decision. She decided that every time her father or her mother were beastly to her, she would get back her own in some the other way. A small victory or two would help her tolerate the diocese and would stop her from going crazy. You must remember that they were still hardly five years old and it's not easy for somebody as small as to score points against all-powerful grown-up. Even so, so she was determined to have a go. Her father, after what had happened in front of Telly that evening, was first on her list. So guys, that's all for today's chapter. I am finding it very interesting and mysterious. So I hope you'll also send me voice messages, how you're liking the book and all. Talk to me as much as you can. Don't forget to click on the follow button. My podcast available many times. In many platforms on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure to share it to all your friends and family. And I'll see you guys in the next chapter. Till then, take care and bye-bye.